Welcome to Earful of Fantasy, the best damn fantasy football pod in the universe. We're live each Wednesday night on Facebook and available every Thursday morning from your favorite podcast service. Support the show for free stuff and an on-air shout-out at patreon.com slash earful. And be sure to hit us up throughout the week on Twitter at EOFantasy. Now, on to the show. What's up, guys? And we are live. Welcome to episode two of Earful of Fantasy. I'm your host, Liam Poach, uh, joined with my co-host, Chris Maitland. Chris, how the heck are you doing there, guys? Oh, fantastic. I mean, just excited for another week of fantasy talk, and hopefully I will uh, not miss the uh, beautiful notes about Knives Out that, uh, that I missed last week. Unfortunately, oh, okay. that I missed that. At the end of the show, we were trying to we were trying to wrap things up with just over an hour mark, and I missed the uh, great note you had about just uh, picking our knives out as a uh, sleeper. I mean, sorry, <laughs> as a breakout candidate for this year. Yeah, and and hey, it premiered the Toronto Film Festival to rave, so it was a breakout candidate. You were right after all, Liam. Yeah, well, no, he really needed this one after the Last Jedi. Uh, you know. It, it kind of brought on like a Frankenstein effect, by which I mean there were torches and pitchforks outside yes. of his gate. Whole, whole fiasco. Believe me, I'm deep within the fandom. That's, it's, that's, that's it's what pretty putting, bad. That's what putting your mom jokes in the first 10 minutes will do. Oh, yeah. Well, whatever. <laughs> that <laughs> well, was the controversy. That was the whole controversy. Pretty much. Was, well, to, to give yes. you guys a little background on the show, rather than rugby, me and Chris will be talking NFL fantasy football, along with other news and developments surrounding the National Football League. And Ryan Johnson's filmography. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, feel free to hit us up in the comments section during or after the show with any questions, news, views, and abuse, and also online where you can find us on Twitter at EO Fantasy and on our Facebook page, Earful of Fantasy. Also, don't forget to like Earful of Dirt podcast on Facebook as well. Also, look us up Look us up on your favorite podcast provider right now yes. and add the show. We're, we're only going to be on EOD's normal feed for about another week, uh, you know, so you definitely want to get on that. Chris... What? What are, what are the other favorites besides SoundCloud and I'm assuming Apple Podcasts? Um, I'm like there's I, Stitcher. I, I no, I, I I used to use this. I mean, like there's Google Play, obviously. I, yeah, I there's like there's, there's that one with like the orange symbol. I I have no besides SoundCloud's orange. I don't know if there's another one. There's there's another orange po- that someone, no, someone else is infiltrating their space. Yeah, on the, no, on the, I, I I had a whole other one that I was okay. using when I was living in Houston. I I can't remember okay. it now because I had to clear well, space for Yahoo well, Fantasy. Yes, well, Liam's Liam's uh, space. Uh, the the thing that didn't make the cut on Liam's phone. Uh, use that app. Big yeah. endorsement. They're our first sponsor, by the way. Exactly. So, uh, you, re- you ready to get to the rundown there, Chris? Yep, yeah. Yeah, one more thing. I will because obviously we record on Wednesday, which obviously for waiver wire purposes, as with most people's waiver wire ends on Wednesday. So I will be on Tuesday night around like five Eastern. I will be putting my waiver wire picks on on Facebook and Twitter. So you can check those out if you're if you're uh, looking for some uh, five, uh, five or so moves a week. I'll toss them up there. Sweet, sweet. and I will explain them further on this on the airwaves on Wednesday. Uh, yep. Again, our our Twitter is EO Fantasy. Uh, Chris, what's your Twitter there? Uh, my, my 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 personal Twitter is uh, at C Maitland MM. So if you want to uh, if you want to see uh, want to see me read my writing and all that jazz about other things that are not just football related, you can do that as well. It's all there. Sweet, sweet. All right, well, on to the rundown. First, we're going to give you the results for uh, week one of our personal fantasy league, the league that me and Chris are in. 
after, after that, a few targets on the waiver wire for you to consider. Uh, like Chris said, he's already given you a few options to consider. Check those out on Twitter. Uh, we're going to take a look at our stardom sit picks from last week in a segment I'd like to call Hits and Whiffs. Uh, really original on that title there. Absolutely. Um, yep, moving on there to our, our uh, this week for week two, our stardom sit section. And our final thoughts and sign off. So, uh, Chris, how'd you do in fantasy this week? I mean, I, mean, I, I know how you did in fantasy. This well, week. well, you know, how I did one league. Now, of course, that's the one league we're going to elaborate further on. Oh, it was, it was up and down city. I had two triumphs and two complete and total failures. I mean, really, it was it was kind of just like like life encapsulated in one week. Like I'm talking, like I'm talking, like I put up, like I had, I had, I put up like a buck thirty in two leagues, and I put up like eighty in the other. Two. <laughs> it was and, yeah, and like, so the fantasy god goes. I would have whipped my exactly. ass in many other leagues, you know, in a few other leagues, but it just the dice didn't roll my way. Yeah, exactly. Like I, like I had, uh, I had a running back tandem of of Christian McCaffrey and Derrick Henry in one league, and I had a league, I had another tandem of Ezekiel Elliott and um, Devontae Freeman, and then Philip Lindsay and um, and James Conner. So that, I, I, feel, <laughs> I, I feel like you go through like that weird existential crisis we all have while watching Red Zone. You're just like, what do I want to actually happen right now? Like, do I want my player to score against the defense I have in this league, or do I? Can I take the points? Or it's I, it, it's always I, a tricky I, issue when you're in more than one league. I just see no, no, see, no, see that that's what I used to be like. But my new strategy is just root for the root for what you can control. Root for the guys on your team, and just do not be cared about anything else. Because if you score enough goddamn points. Everybody's screwed. Just execution city. Damn right. <laughs> so, so yeah. So, so how about yourself? I know I, I, we both fared will, and again, we'll further elaborate. So we both fared miserably in our the league we're in together. Uh, yeah. But how, how, elsewhere, so elsewhere. So, so your, was your one win good at least? My one win was definitely good. Uh, I barely got that win uh, by about ten points, but that's just because Drew Brees. Uh, I guess he forgot that uh, that Jared Cook uh, existed in the second half. He, he so. did. Well, I read the whole game. He only, he only had two catches, I think, for 30 yep. yards. Yeah. Just just enough yards to make me shit my pants just a little bit. <laughs> just just a little bit. I thought I was home free. I was like, no way this guy gets more than two or three points. And he got like 5.3 or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. No, so, so definitely shout out to Michael Thomas uh, for being so gosh, gosh darn consistent. Uh, he oh, also got me the most points in our league. I believe. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He, he, no, it's funny because one of my teams that I just, the, the, one of the team I described to, to you that suffered a bad loss, Michael Thomas was also my top score. <laughs> which is Michael Thomas and all bunch of garbage. He's what round was he? Third round. I got him in the top of the second like, in a 10 he, team he, league. I got, yeah, him he, I got him 13th overall. I took him very end, end, end of the first, but I think his ADP was like second round, like se- like second. Very, yeah. It was usually yeah. where I, where I got him was he was at the very tippy top of the second round in a twelve team league. It was like 13, 14 ADP, which is where I got around where I got him. Yeah, but uh, you know, I personally like this week. I had a lot of letdowns in our league. Baker Mayfield absolutely fucked oh, me. Oh boy, did he? He screwed a lot of people, man. That was yeah, uh, yeah, not so dangerous. He he at least managed to break ten points. Um, I I only scored like a combined five point nine points with a, a combination of Sony Michelle and David Montgomery. That was so, brutal, man. That was brutal. Yeah, I mean, I, that, that, I, that's I, what you get for waiting to draft a running back to like the third and fourth rounds, respectively. So yes, I mean Mon- league. Montgomery was a usage issue, obviously, because he did okay with the touches that he got, but he was only on the field for like thirty-five percent of the snaps. Sony Michelle was just the only guy on the Patriots that was did that played poorly on the offense on, on Sunday, yeah. which is a tough break. When he had less than one yard per carry, which is, I mean, it's still was a tough front, but still, that's I mean, considering that like literally every other Patriot that touched the ball was it was just a bloodbath. 
it was a little mm-hmm. bit disappointing if you're a Sony Michelle owner, obviously. Yeah, no, hindsight is twenty twenty. You know, um, I played Mike Evans against my better judgment. Like, we, I, I should have known with a guy like Bruce Arians, he's not going to give a ton of targets or a ton of reps to a guy that's just barely healthy. He's got, he's one of those yeah. guys who he, he plays the long game. So I'm not worried about Mike Evans getting me points later in the season. Yeah, but I agree. I'm, I'm honestly kicking myself for trusting him. I, I had DJ Moore. I think I, I, I believe I, I, I might be confusing leagues. I think I have TJ Hawkinson in our league. I was able to pick him up off the waiver wire last minute. Um, yeah, no. So, and we we can have tight ends in this league for uh, for the flex. We can so, indeed. Yeah. So that that's so, that's something to keep in mind when something is something I'm considering we, for this week. Yeah, during the shoulda woulda coulda, uh, lamenting yes. that we often do. Yeah, and you know it's funny because uh, the main guy, the main reason I fare so poorly in this league, I'm putting it on good old crab legs this week because yes, Mike Evans was Mike Evans was come back from an illness. But that yeah. doesn't excuse the the absolute diarrhea that was Jameis Winston on Sunday. I mean, three the, interceptions. Two pick sixes under two hundred yards. Because at least, like, dude, like you're supposed to be the guy that, that you're supposed to be the gunslinger where things go horribly. But at least, you, like, you you supplement your interceptions by throwing deep and getting touchdowns and getting 300, 400 yards. No, like, like how yeah. the hell under two hundred yards? Unacceptable. Exactly. And I f- remembered. I honestly, I was reminded because James Winston is such a tease because he'll give you these little bits where he where he'll have games where he'll throw for three fifty and four touchdowns. You're like, all right, he's finally arrived. And then the next week he will throw five interceptions and be like, why do I have this guy? And I'm not playing that goddamn game this season. That's why I dumped his ass for a good old rain Dakota Prescott this week. <laughs> uh, uh, who I'm not the biggest fan of, but I was convinced of uh, uh, Kellen Moore. Maybe Scott Linham is the problem, man. Because mm-hmm. that that offense was. Insane. I understand it's the Giants, but they were throwing deep, early, often, and effectively. How how long until Kellen Moore is a head coach, in your opinion? Um. Well, eh, probably next season if it, if he becomes the high really? guy. I mean, really think about it, dude. Think about it. I mean, I like, mean, I mean, there is this, there 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 definitely is this obsession right now with hiring young coaches. You know, we saw it with Zach Taylor, with Sean McVay, with uh, yes. whoever the hell is coaching. You know, any of those other teams with uh, Matt? There we go, the floor. You know, Mr. Yes. Torres, Torres well, Achilles well, <laughs> in the basketball game. Yes, yes, yes. The only, the only thing that is a going against Kellen Moore, Jason Garrett, not a sexy name. Jason Garrett, <laughs> like probably the least respected head coach of a solid football team in the entire NFL. But he obviously has some sort of black file on Jerry Jones, so that oh, yeah, can't for sure. be understated. I think it's it's either that or Jerry Jones just likes having a guy around him that will kiss his feet. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, <laughs> one of the two. Jer- Jerry doesn't want to take the risk of taking on, like, you know, Jerry wants to sign a high profile coach, but at the same time, he knows that's probably going to come with some lessening of his managerial duties as, 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 exactly. The GM. exactly. Yeah. And no, Jerry's not giving up that tyrant status. He's not doing it. He yeah. will, he will carry that to the ground, and then Steven will do the same thing when he takes over the team. But really, so yeah, but, and, and also Garrett, he also, he, Jerry Jones's only really success was with when he first bought the team with Aikman, Emmett Smith, and Michael Irvin, and Jason Garrett was the backup for most of that time, backup quarterback for most of that time. So he's like, he's like, it's just a reminder of the good old days. He's a human reminder, <laughs> and nostalgia is a very powerful tool, even oh, for old yeah. Jerry. Believe me, you know, uh, as a Patriots fan, I'm looking forward to ten years from now being being the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, bro. you guys are headed. You down remember? That road. Yeah, you guys you are headed remember? down that road. Brady. Uh, I, if this, I mean, I mean, honestly, if you if you bastards get a get a, a passable quarterback, and then like McDaniel's ter- or whoever the hell Gerard Mayo, whoever the hell ends up taking over Belichick, ends up being like a, a very good coach, that I'm just gonna I'm just gonna it's over. 
I'm, Jared gonna, Stidham, I, baby. I'm done with football. I'm done he's, with football. He's, that he's the heir apparent, man. Jared I mean, Stidham. I mean, considering that, that like it's literally been twenty year a twenty year reign of terror, and it's gonna I mean like it's got another like three four years probably. I don't reign know, maybe of two. glory. Sir. Yeah, it's a it's a reign of it's a reign of terror for the other thirty one for thirty one fan bases, and uh, I if if it continues if it continues post Brady Belichick then it's it's all over for me, and yeah. the sport. I'm just gonna start watching curling. All right, well. <laughs> All right. Well, so should we move on? Yes. Yeah. Basically, bottom line. Yes. Liam and I had miserable weeks. In fact, we you're looking at the number three and number two bottom scores. Darn right, in, man. In, and you know what, dude? If if we take the like, if we if we take the wooden spoon in this one, you know, like I think that speaks like that. That speaks. You know, it's a hell of a bounce back. Yeah, waves about the show. It, I think it really we, does. You know, we speak from experience. Just don't do what we do like you learn from mistakes so listen to the guys who make freaking plenty of them yes there's that and also i mean like hey look i mean like you you, you could go you could start on one and then and rally the troops it's not too late it's not too late james connor will oh, no. be going james connor ben roethlisberger doesn't have to go to foxborough again this season yeah exactly and so i don't think run- my, mike evans ain't getting me only four points yes more than Two or three times this season. I don't know. You know, exactly. I don't. We, we, I got to knock on wood. I don't want to anger the fantasy gods. Jameis Winston won't throw three more picks in a game. Oh wait, yes he will. Yeah. All right. Well, now we're moving on to uh, a few waiver wire targets. Some waiver targets. Wire targets for you guys to consider. Uh, Chris already gave you uh, a few of his thoughts on this on Twitter, so I'm going to start this one off. A uh, little bit of a surprise for you, Chris. You may or may not agree with this one. Terry McLaurin for the Redskins. He, he, I do, in fact, agree. He made my list of five. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so so, le- so last week, five receptions, seven targets, 125 yards, and one TD. Uh, what happened to if he didn't overthrow him? Yeah, pretty much. You know, So we're, we're kind of we're waiting on Dwayne Haskins to kind of, you know, Dwayne Haskins, he has all the arm, but that's just going to be the same problem as what Chris just said, overthrowing people in the end zone. So he needs to get that but, accuracy. Keatum... Not entirely accurate, but not no. as bad as the rookie at the moment. That that that's true. And the 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 bonus with McLaren is it's a win win of with whoever they roll out a quarterback because obviously he showed a solid rapport with Keenum this week. And if Haskins re- replaces him, Haskins was his college quarterback. Yeah, exactly. So, and, you know, and you know what? Seven targets is a pretty significant volume in an offense that's really lacking. For sure. And the the Redskins. You also have to ask yourself, who the hell else do they have? At yeah, receiver? they don't have Josh Doxson. That's Josh for sure. Doxson got cut. Um, maybe they'll bring back Maurice Harris. Hit? Him, him or Laquan Treadwell? Doxon, Doxon's not with the Vikings. I don't know about Treadwell. <laughs> That's kind of um, funny that they, they dumped It, it is pretty hilarious Doxon. that they dumped one first-round bus from that year for another one. Uh, were they back-to-back? Um, I think there were a couple. Uh, maybe. Or I think maybe there were. I, 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 I Perryman and, and Doxon were back-to-back, I think. I don't think Perryman didn't go in that draft class. No, it was Doxon. It was Doxon. You're thinking of Corey Coleman. There we go. There we go. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, the other four. so, anyway, yeah. Demarius Thomas uh, is, is my next guy. He was just recently traded to the Jets. I thought he looked pretty healthy uh, in preseason action. And I, I think, you know, especially – come up an Achilles tear? Yeah, straight up, dude. And especially down the stretch, if he can stay That's healthy, really if he continues working out, you know, he can be a big red zone target for this, uh, Sam Darnold going down the stretch, especially when uh, fantasy season starts heating up. Definitely bring him onto your roster, at least on your bench, to keep an eye on him. That's, um, that's, that's, that's an interesting pickup. I mean, like, yeah. uh, I'll elaborate further on why that's in, in my in the sit up startup section. But Thomas Thomas has a chance. I mean, coming in week two is a little rough, but he he has a chance to get some targets there. Absolutely. Uh, and my buyer beware pick, I'm gonna have to go with Philip Dorsett on this one. Uh, he he had a really good week, four receptions on four targets, 95 yards, two TDs. 
Uh, you know, Tom, but the thing is, though, Tom Brady really likes to play the whole receiver of the week game. You know, this week, it, yeah, this week it was Philip Dorsett. Next week, it, it could literally be Matthew Slater, and I wouldn't be <laughs> Okay, no, that's the only thing that would surprise me, because Matthew Slater can't catch passes. <laughs> you know, I love, McDaniels used to get cute, McDaniels yeah. used to get cute once a year, and then, like, it would usually be at the worst time. It'd be usually, like, on a rare opportunity, they were, a rare instance they were losing, and be like, all right, we're dialed up a, sl- a, 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 a deep ball for Slater. I remember they did that in one of the AC championship games they lost to Denver. They mm-hmm. all of a sudden like it was like third and seven. They're like Slater, go deep, just clank. Yeah. Oh, it, was, it was amazing. Well, because that's because that's the thing. He can burn just about any corner, like you know, that they put on him with his speed. But at the same time, like, you know, if you put a safety yeah. over the top on him and like you'll know, give him any kind of pressure in his face, he's gonna drop Matthew Slater right now. Yeah. Don't have Matthew gunner Slater talk. by any means. Yeah. But the reason why I, I kind of like Philip Dorsett right now, if AB misses time uh, with the recent sexual assault allegations, we might talk about that a little bit at the end of the show, uh, then that's just going to be me more volume, especially after they just got rid of Demarius Thomas. So looking to Philip Dorsett, but at the same time, he's a Patriots player. Their game plan is constantly rotating. So that, you never that's know. For sure. That's for sure. It seems, I mean, at least on Yahoo, that seems to be people are, are taking that advice because Dorsett, I think he, I think his ownership only went up like four or 5% this week. He's still in the single digits. Mm-hmm. All right. So I will, I will make this quick as I have more. Uh, McLaren, obviously I is my first one. I agree with Liam. I think that he, I think he's has the chance to be the number one receiver there. And I think his deep, his, his the fact he can take the top of the defense, which is something the Redskins are going to need particularly with Darius Geis' knee exploding again in week one. They're going to they're, they're gonna need to turn to somebody for plays. Um, Marquise Brown, who I'm surprised um, was not on more, more teams, to be honest, because there was he's the first receiver taken in this draft class. Um, he's kind of a gadgety player, so he, there, he, the, he could be a boomer bust weekly pick, but the guy, I mean, the explosiveness is there. He showed you, I mean, yeah, it's the Dolphins, but, I mean, like he took two screen passes to the freaking house for – Christ's sake. So that, that that the explosiveness is there and he's he's definitely worth a look. Um uh, Darren Waller. Um now now we talked about Raiders uh training camp hype. How about a guy that actually lived up to it in week one? And John Gruden loves to feature the tight end. I mean, look what he did. I mean, he got Jared Cook a nice contract with the Saints simply because of how much he featured him last season. I think Waller has a case to do that again this season, particularly with we AB. Actually, we might actually have a hard knocks face that like works. Did out. something. Yeah, know, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. And Waller's a great story, too. You always get cut that you love. And just, you know, you want them to be good so bad. But Darren Waller might be the one. He might be the white, uh, you know, the, the black rabbit. He, he could be the unicorn of, of, hard knock, exactly. of hard knock stars that turns into an actual star. We will wait and see on that. Great story, too. I mean, I mean it's, it's hard not to root for the kid. I mean, considering the substance abuse uh, problem he had and the road he's, the, the rough road he's uh, taken back to redemption. And he's, a, he's a great story. But anyways. Uh, then uh, to continue the uh, M Brown uh, situation, we got Malcolm Brown, the running back for the Rams. Um, only three less touches, four less touches than Todd Gurley last week. Got two touchdowns. Um, he's definitely going to be a, a good. Even if you don't have Gurley, you could handcuff him. I think mean, he's he's definitely proven he's he's ahead of Daryl Henderson in the in the pecking order, which was mm-hmm. not what people expected coming in, considering that Henderson was a third round pick, and Henderson only got one touch last week. So Brown, it looks like. I mean, he. Again, boomer bust situation there, but he looks like he is uh, going to be the red zone option with the Rams. And considering Gurley's arthritis, it's definitely be uh, wise to put him out on broader team. Uh, then a guy that I thought would never, last but not least, a guy that I thought we would never feature on this show ever as being a viable fantasy target, John Ross. <laughs> yeah, I mean, John Ross so far has been a notorious bust. I mean, he was a top 10 pick 
Uh, last week, I mean, I can't, I can't, I mean, I don't know about you, Liam, but there was not a single explosion that I was more surprised by than John Ross because the rookies, no. you're like, you don't know what the hell to expect from the rookies. I, well, I, I don't know. Lamar Jackson's explosion was pretty freaking shocking, dude. Not for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Next segment on Hits and Whips, we'll not, talk not, about that. Not, not for me. Um, but John Correct Ross, um, John, so John Ross, seven receptions, 158 yards, and a touchdown next last week. Insane. Now, he could be a, a little – his upside is limited because A.J. Green is due back within the next three or four weeks. But for the time being, take a look at Ross. I mean, like, the guy, obviously, he's incredibly fast, as he showed last week. His hands are not the greatest, but he has a chance to – put people on their ass and score some touchdowns. The craziest part, he literally almost got, he had just over 200 yards last season. So he almost matched his entire season total from last year in this one game. So yes, John Ross, a little bit of a buyer beware like Dorsett, but worth a look. Most definitely. All right. We're actually kind of on schedule a little bit. Not Magic. really. Magic. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, exactly. So we're moving on to our next segment. It was a loose idea. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Last week we gave you our, our week one stardom sit em, and some of those uh, some of those picks worked out, some of those not so much. We're gonna hey. go over those. We're gonna give you a hit. We're gonna give you a whiff. Every now and again we might give you a foul. So uh, Chris, what do you think? <laughs> All right. Well, I just I just uh, I just alluded to my hit because my hit was as I said last week. My intent, the way I'm gonna first start sit em is I'm gonna pick who I think will be the top player. My, my stardom is a, is who I think the top player at that position is gonna be for the week. I can't believe it, but I actually nailed the top quarterback in Lamar Jackson. Uh, yes, yes, the Dolphins have a JV team. I don't care. Lamar Jackson went went back home, and the 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 the, the craziest part about this, he didn't do it with his legs. He had less. He had like he had single digit rushing yards. He threw five touchdowns against the Dolphins. Uh, but Davian Howard is still like a legit cornerback. Davian Howard is Davian Howard, who again I'm sure is very happy he signed that extension. Oh, yeah. Very, very happy that he's that he's tied to Miami for the next five five years. Very, very happy right now. Um, he probably definitely wasn't one of those guys that I called uh, uh, called their agents trying to get him out of there after the game. Oh, I doubt out. it. I after doubt that fifty nine to ten loss. Um, but Jackson, I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see how he if he's actually progressed as a passer. But this was definitely encouraging, and and they weren't and like watching the highlights because obviously I did not watch that game, but um, watching the highlights like like he made some legit throws, and it was very encouraging to see. And it's also great when somebody just gets to give double birds to uh, everybody who said, like, he can't pass, because obviously there are plenty of guys that said, uh, including Mel Kuyper, that said he shouldn't play quarterback. So this was a great FU moment for Lamar Jackson. And uh, congr- congratulations on your, on your successful homecoming there, Lamar. Yeah, no, how about Hollywood, though? I know. It was really – it was everybody. Two I mean, just two touchdowns, like 90-plus yards, like, in his first two catches as a pro. Wild. Wild. Yeah, that, that, like – you know, you know that one screenshot that went around, like you know, Facebook and social media. Like it's it's always been out there. The legendary Brandy Moss, three catches, three touchdowns, like something like a hundred eighty yards or something like that. Yeah, it was that type of explosion for Brown. Yeah, I mean, like I mean, like again, very unexpected. But I mean, the whole thing. I mean, granted, I mean, I think I think a lot of people pick Baltimore to win that game, but not not by that many points. Definitely not. So now, who'd you whiff on there, Chris? Uh, well, there was no shortage of options. I mean, I had You're not talk about Dalvin see. Cook. No, You're I not- will not talk about Dalvin <laughs> Cook because he was um, not the biggest whiff I had. Because Dalvin Cook <laughs> was a, the fifth highest running back, I believe. Again, I'm. I, I should also clarify this. I'm using standard rankings because I'm in no PPR leagues. So these these are all standard. So Lamar uh, Dalvin Cook was the top five running back. Um, Evan Ingram was the second highest tight end. 
And but the biggest whiff of all because it, again, I picked I picked two number ones. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was fortunate I was on the wrong end of this because I expected this going poorly. Uh, Sammy Watkins. Yeah, I mean, some people can say, hey, uh, it's because Tyreek Hill got hurt. No, 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 because he had two. T- I think I believe he had two touchdowns before Hill got injured. Uh, regardless, it doesn't really matter how it happened. Sammy Watkins got nine catches, 196 yards, and three touchdowns against Jacksonville last week. So Watkins is is, is good for an explosion every once in a while, and this was as absurd as it gets. This might have been the best game of his career. And clearly with Hill um, out for the next four to six weeks, Watkins will probably have a, a couple more games uh, like this. He's got, a, he's got a real chance of doing that. And I can tell you Sammy Watkins will not be appearing on any future sit for me. This do, you season. Think, do you think he's going to be in any of your stardoms? We'll see. To be determined. To be de- determined. All right. Th- th- thankfully, thankfully, we don't claim we're fantasy experts in this segment because oh, like, that's no. thing, like oh, God, gar- no. the only thing I will guarantee the listener is that some of these will be right and some of these will be horrifically wrong. And, and, we- and some of them will be eh, picks. And we will make you chuckle like every now and again if you're listening to this podcast. That's the thing about being in the prediction making business. Mm hmm is that you're opening yourself up to look really smart and really friggin' stupid. But, yep, yep. but we're, not, we're not backing down, kids. We're not backing down. Oh, believe me, no. Here at Earful of Dirt, we have heard it all when it comes to people claiming that we're stupid or unknowledgeable. You know, people have really tried to uh, torque our nipples on that one. Yes, and as a retired hip-hop podcaster, I can tell you the exact same thing happened to me. Except really? With, except you, with the music. You didn't make it as a hip-hop podcaster. I'm um, sure. No, it was more like my co-host went back to grad school and we had to, we had to, we had decided to fold it because he went to Florida. Mm. <laughs> That's, well, that, was, that was more of what it was. All right. Well, so I want to make myself feel good for once, and I'm going to talk about my hit uh, of last week. I'm going to talk about Evan Ingram uh, at tight end. Evan Ingram, he led the New York Giants in receiving 11 receptions, 116 yards, and a touchdown. Scored on the opening drive. 14 targets. Yeah. So, yep. yep. So, you, you he he was your sit him there, Chris. I, I laughed out loud when he scored on the first drive. Because yeah. like, like, that's like, I wasn't like, I wasn't like, like, shaking my fist in the air, like, oh, damn me. Damn you, Evan Ingram. No, I was just laughing when I got things wrong. Well, no, Evan Ingram, he's going to be the guy this season that is going to make Eli Manning feel good about himself. He's going to be that solid target when uh, when stuff collapses in the pocket yeah. because you know that Giants offensive line is going to have some leaks into it. He's going to be that safety net. He's a big guy. He's in his third year. He's a little bit more familiar with the off- offense, and I think he is going to get a lot more opportunities in the red zone this season. Again, Eli Manning is going to want to up his stats a little bit, and he's going to use Engram a lot to do that. And- Again, and why I think Sterling Shepard is going to have a good year, a lot in the slot. But the thing is, though, he's going to be drawing a lot of double coverage. So that's why I think Engram is going to be the go-to uh, fantasy see, score for the Giants this season. Now, now, see, I now see, I agree with most of that. But you think Shepard's going to get double coverage? I don't think he's good enough to get double coverage, particularly when Tate comes they back. They don't have any other option. No, though, but Golden Tate's going to be back in a few weeks. Yeah, that, that that that's very true. Is, is is he hurt or is that a suspension? Suspension. Yeah, uh, he, yeah. He he, he yeah. took he took uh, his doctor gave him a fertility drug. And he didn't know how to ban substance in it. Ah. Uh, so that'll do it. Um, yeah, but you know, but I, I, I have to apologize. I shouldn't say apologize, but I was completely wrong about Ingram not being used in the short passing game last week because he got quite a few looks in the short to intermediate passing game last week. Thank you very much there, sir. All right, but my big whiff of last week was the Browns' defense. Marcus Mariota absolutely diced them up. Denzel Ward didn't have that great of a game. Greedy Williams got exposed for the rookie that he is, especially uh, you know uh, when Mariota brought his wide receivers in motion. 
to the well, tune of 30 points, this deficit well, was. Ward, Ward actually played well. Corey, Corey Davis literally had no catches. Yeah, no, no no catches whatsoever. But Delaney Walker went and done, had him. He sure did. Yeah. He sure did. Yeah. The, 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 How old is Delaney at this point? Like 33, 34? Dude, he's like 37. He's so <laughs> old. Because, no, he's 36, 37 because I had a, a friend and I were talking uh, last week about old tight ends. And like, who's the oldest tight end in the league besides Jason Witten and Ben Watson? And then we're like, oh my God, Delaney Walker is that? Because I thought, oh my God, Delaney Walker's like 34. And we're like, no, he's 37. Jesus. Well, you yeah, know, he's what? very old. Hey, man, the, the, the old dude knows how to move. And like 30, 37 is not that old i guess in tight end time especially you know, if you don't if you didn't see a lot of targets earlier in your uh you that, know, early that's in your true career. that's yeah. true i think i think his lack of usage in san francisco is helping about in the long run yeah exactly so i know that derrick henry that derrick henry receiving touchdown was ugly oh yeah derrick henry, henry another big pick of mine i think he's going to continue to roll uh down down the uh stretch this season i thought i hope so <laughs> why, why do you have him in any, any leagues? I, I have him in two leagues, yes. <laughs> right. well, one, of the, one of the few players I have in multiple leagues. Well, there's no way in hell I think Vrabel is going to allow Mario to throw, you know, up to upwards of 20 or 30 oh, times God, a game no. every oh, single God, week. No. They're going to want to run this rock as much as they can, especially after Taylor Luan comes back. That, oh, that O-line is going to be a little bit more fortified and, and solidified, especially in terms of leadership. And I think they're going to see a big okay. benefit of that. And I think Henry is going to be the big benefiter of that as well. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And also, the Browns defense—I don't think it will be this bad every week because uh, I don't. Mayfield had a really bad game through three picks, put them in a lot of rough spots. I mean, they it, don't get don't give it twice. The they did not have a great. Wasn't game. awful. The first no. half, they put the Titans under a lot of pressure, and they were able to kind of keep them in check. But at the end of the day, with Mayfield throwing three picks, he he put them in a really like he put them in a very awkward position. They, they spent a lot of time out on the field and as much, you know, as much of an, as heavy of a, of a motor as miles Garrett has, he doesn't have that big of a motor to be that effective for that long of a time. You know, they, they still have really good pieces like Larry Ogunjobi and Olivier Vernon, but you know, like, like it's, when, when you're on, yeah, when you're on the field for that long, it takes its toll. It was really the back end the linebackers and the safeties were really bad on, on, mm -hmm. on Sunday. So yeah. plenty of pass good. rush for sure. For sure. And I think I think there'll be more of that coming this week against the Jets. Absolutely. So, uh, Chris, do you think it's time to move on to this week's edition whoa. of Stardom? Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa! You, didn't, you, you did you uh, you forgot? Oh no, no, I lied. I lied. Never mind. I was like, I was like, oh wait, you just went through that. I was like, oh, okay, sorry, yeah. I, I lost track of time. I lost, I lost track. I, this is great. This is a great program right here. So, I know you're 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 very something I can tell. So yes, so Good yes, forth there, Chris. Good back and forth. I know. I'm an, I'm an embarrassment. Uh, but yes, I think it is indeed time for Start of Setup. Bump it a dum. We don't have the budget for actual music in this show, so we just kind of make That's our what own. You think. Wait till wait till the, wait till this one hits. Making love in the green grass. Behind, no, okay. You got it. I, I, we're we're going to get sued if I sing anymore. <laughs> but uh, yeah, our, our, our legal department is all pro bono. I, I will go to debtor's prison. You know, we, have that, the, we have Matthew McConaughey's the, the Lincoln lawyer is our, is our <laughs> representation. Uh, the, the most feared public defender in the state of oh, in the right, state right, of right, uh, right. I don't remember if the, if the movie took place in California or Texas. Redneck. I'm not sure because I'm, sure, I'm not sure what state it took place. I think it was California, but it could have been. Yeah, I think it took place in East California or Texas, where every Matthew McConaughey One of the movie at, like ends up. Yeah. Um, no, that's actually not the beach bomb, which uh, I have a poster of. I'm looking at right now. Took place in uh, the great uh, city of Miami, Florida. I heard that movie bombed. It didn't do very well. No, uh, I was a big fan, but no, it did not do very well, and understandably so because it is not except it is uh, it is for the, the few and the proud. 
Let's just say that. <laughs> kind of like uh, the Dead Don't Die, like Bill Murray and Adam Driver's recent movie. Very much so. Very much so. Actually, I, I would, yeah. I, I would say, yeah. actually, the, the Dead Don't Die, though, would is, might be less accessible simply because I think more, more people are expecting like a normal zombie movie. Exactly. The Beach Bum is Harmony Karine, and it's just bizarre. Yeah. And it, well, it's just, but yes. Anyways. Remember, start. Yeah. Remember when we talked about fantasy football on this yes. show? Yes. <laughs> oh, sorry. Pro, right, well, Lincoln Lawyer. Pro bono work. It just, it just got me off the rails. Oh, yeah, it was Trigger. Don't don't get me wrong. <laughs> trigger. But, all right, I'm going to start it off. I'm going to say for quarterbacks, you people should start the G-O-A-T Tom Brady. All right, Tom Brady, kind of an iffy fantasy starter uh, every now and again. Sometimes uh, Bill Belichick leans a little bit more heavily on the run or on more check down and kind of ball control. So Tom Brady doesn't exactly score that many passes. Or a lot of the times uh, their red zone work goes to the running backs if a lot of their midfield work is in the passing game. Uh, but against the Dolphins defense, I think Tom Brady is going to go out and play with his toys. Antonio Brown's uh, hopefully going to be playing Josh Gordon, Philip Dorsett. Who the hell do you cover? On this offense, it's true, but funny things happen in Miami, man. Because I almost played Brady this week, but I'm like, I'm like, if there's, there's something about South Beach. There's something yeah. about South Beach, particularly if it's gonna be 90 plus, like Tom Brady. If there's the one thing that can stop Tom Brady, it's the heat. Dude, he's from California. Oh, well, it is humid. Yeah. No, but he's from Northern California. That's the thing. Yeah. It's not crazy hot there. No, I remember during the Jacksonville game last year. I believe he's only won one game in 90 plus degree weather his entire career. He's like one in seven. Hey man, I get cranky when I'm hot too, especially when you're that beautiful. I, I guess so. I, <laughs> I guess, I guess that only, only people like me and Tom understand that. Pliability, pliability doesn't translate the heat. That's that's no. the issue. He just becomes a puddle. Yeah, the, um, your avocados get all mushy. And no, you but can't eat them after that. No, I mean after that. After that, uh, that uh, debacle that happened with the uh, with the laterals last year, I, I, I think I think the Patriots are gonna roll. No, <laughs> don't talk about that. All I, right. I, well, well, it's because Kenny because you can't talk about the Bryce and Kenny Drake for too long, or you'll just spontaneously combust. Yeah, I'll, well, it's not spontaneous combustion. It's more like my insides turn to a black goo and just start uh, to kind I of. Ooze out. I feel so. I feel so bad for Patriots fans, man. I mean, like, I mean, I mean, that was well, was was that the, your last loss of the season? <laughs> on your eleven, on your on your failure of an eleven and five season, yeah, oh, it was very very painful. All right, well, what's what one thing that's painful for me to say, even though I'm a big fan of the guy, I'm going to tell you people to sit Deshaun Watson. I think Jacksonville's defense is going to be on the awesome. prowl. Yep, to protect whatever quarterback is under center for them in week two, presumably Gardner Minshew, uh, who actually didn't do that bad last week. Surprisingly efficient when he came in the game. Yeah, exactly. Who who knows? You know. Next thing you know, he's going to be replacing Nick Foles because he adheres to the Tom Coughlin way or, I don't know, some dumb stuff that's going to derail Jacksonville even further we'll for the see. future because I Dude. expect nothing less from that franchise. Who knows, man? Minshew could be the truth. He could be the next Tom Brady. He's a six-round pick. Maybe <laughs> right. maybe Mike Leach just turned his entire trajectory. He has trajectory to be 199. Yeah, that's true. I don't, I, don't know what, I don't know what number pick he was. I'll have to yeah. look into that. I'll get back to you. All right, but, Chris, tell me, what are you thinking about uh, quarterbacks? All right, so uh, so quarterbacks start a really rough week for him last week, but I'm going to go because he's going. He's coming back to the Dome, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan tends to fare very well in home openers. He, I believe he has scored th- three-plus touchdowns in four straight home openers, and he's got a Philadelphia Eagles secondary that just got destroyed by Case Keenum. So I like his odds. Yeah, well, that's, I don't know, that's pretty ballsy, especially after last week when they – 
almost goose egged and totally screwed me in one league where I had their freaking kicker and they went for two on both of their goddamn touchdowns despite the fact the game was way out of reach. Hey, hey Dan Quinn is atoning for his sins and he's just, he's just, you know, you know, he's like, you know, we could have ran the ball against the Patriots in the Super Bowl, so now we're gonna try to any points that we're gonna any, we're not gonna leave any points on the table. That's Dan Quinn's facility. I'm glad he did. He did for sure, and I, and I was I was very high on the Falcons going into the season, but uh, that was not an encouraging performance. And great, Minnesota has a good defense, but regardless, I think I think after last week, what I saw from Philly's defense, I, I I'm encouraged at Matt Ryan's ability to bounce back, particularly in his beloved Mercedes Benz or whatever the hell it's called now. Um, so sitting now, I as you guys know, I picked Dalvin Cook out of spite last week, so I'm, I am prefacing this by saying this is not a spite pick. I just think this guy's gonna stink, even though he wronged me last week. Exactly. Crab it is it is people. crab legs. Um the main Jameis reason is, now Jameis is going to have a game before too long where he gets people back on the wagon. I don't think it's gonna be this week because for two reasons. Uh Jameis, I believe, has has lost double digit road games consecutively. This game's in Carolina, and the Panthers did a very good job of containing Jared Goff and the Rams passing attack last week. So I think they they have proven they can they can uh tackle a explosive receiving core, which Tampa has. And Mike Evans also might not be entirely healthy yet. He might he might still have the whatever illness he had. So I don't like Winston this week on the road. If the game was in Tampa, I might feel differently, but not I'm not, not liking Winston's odds of bouncing back this week. Okay. Well, how how about how about your odds on uh, the running backs for a stardom sit him there? No, I get I will promise I will promise I will not pick this guy every week, but I it's just too tempting not to this week. I'm starting Alvin Kamara for a second consecutive week because I think that, that I, I don't, because uh, I think everybody was planning on sitting him in week two. I know. I, I mean, he, very unproductive guy. The touches aren't really there. No explosiveness. I, he really just stinks. Uh, so he's a very risky play. But Kamara, I think that uh, the Saints are in a position to. I think that they're going to be hungry to murder the Rams after the after the jobbing in the NFC Championship game. And Christian McCaffrey took a dump on the Rams defense last week. So I think Kamara will be heavily featured and I think he will find the end zone this week. Unlike last week when he got shut out for Latavius Murray stole his touchdown. Mm -hmm. And now who are you asking people to sit on the sit now? Now here comes our first of a few disagreements here. Um, even though I was encouraged what he did last week, he was surprisingly effective against the lions. I'm going with David Johnson here. Bah. Uh, Baltimore's defense is really, really good. I know I'm not putting any stock into the fact they allowed less than two yards of carry against the dolphins, but this front, they were a top five run defense last season and the Cardinals line, which was already not very good, lost Marcus Gilbert. So I think the run blocking, he's out for the season with a torn ACL. So I think the run blocking is not going to be great. So I'm not, not liking uh, D. Johnson's um, this week. I, I think plus I, plus I think the Cardinals uh, might be forced to pass if they get the shit kicked out of them. Because this, this is not um, – they might, they might be passing early. So this is not the Lions. They aren't going to allow them to get back in the game. Hardball's hard too smart. So I don't like Johnson this week. All right, well, this is going to have to be a talking point next week because I'm going to disagree with you. Like you said, I am picking you people to start, David Johnson. Listen, I get it. The Panthers have a really good run defense. We've heard, been hearing Wait, it ever Ravens. since. Ravens, yeah. Ravens, Ravens, sorry. Ravens. I'm sorry, we've been hearing no it for the yeah. Hey man, it's 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 it's, it's our words or it's it's know, the animals. It's all the animals. The animal team. Yeah. Exactly. Well, no, because I was thinking about the name Riviera, and Riviera sounds like Ravens. Rivera. My Riverboat Ron. Riverboat Ron. Ron Rivera. Come on. It's late. 
eight o'clock p.m. You know, yeah, I'm very, I'm, it's very late here. It's true. <laughs> but yeah, no. So I am going to tell you people to start David Johnson. The the main reason being is just volume, volume, volume. I think. Yeah, I think Kyler Murray is going to be under a lot of pressure, and I think they're going to force him into a lot of checkdowns. He's not going to be able to operate the freaking air raid one look offense that that Kyle Shanahan believes he's going to be able to operate. Cliff Kingsbury, I really Cliff don't want Kingsbury. Kingsbury. Oh my god, <laughs> rough, 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 rough last couple days for you, pal. Yeah, no, it's it's been a long it's, day. Yeah, I, it's all right, man. It happens. I, that's what I'm yeah, here for. Quick, and again, quick, I, I don't yeah. I don't want to keep correcting you like an a hole, but I I, no, I, man, I can't I'm, let it go. <laughs> no, believe me, by all means, by all means, uh, correct me. I was out late last night in Dorchester with the New England Free Jacks. We were doing a great work with Beantown Rugby Club. Definitely look them up on Facebook. Quick shout out to you girls. All right. Anyway, continuing on. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna move on from David Johnson. Stardom volume. Uh, you know, Murray. He's he's going to rely on him a lot. Sit. Josh Jacobs. I think the Raiders are going to be. Oh playing. boy! Yeah, I think the Raiders are going to be playing from behind very early in this one, and that means they're going to be passing that's a, a lot. That's a, that's I, a bold I, take. Yeah, no, I, I think, I think Williams. Uh, he's, he's developing into a pretty good, uh, into a pretty good receiver. Uh, well, I shouldn't even say developing. He's, he's a veteran. He's been in the league for a while, and he knows how yeah, to operate. Uh, I should say he's, de- he's developing within John Gruden's offense, uh, pretty well, and he seems pretty comfortable. I think he's going to be David Carr's. Yeah, yeah, uh, top target. Uh, but at the also, same, Keelan Doss is back, so watch out. Yeah, exactly. But and and also at the same time, I just you know uh, that that Raiders offensive line definitely has a few question marks in it. They 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 operated pretty well That's last week. Nicely. Yeah. They did yeah. no sacks. Yeah, no sacks. Very well. Very impressive yeah. for a Tom Cable led offensive line. Yeah, exactly. But you know, Trent Brown. You still got to wonder what, what was he just a one year wonder in New England? Is that going to translate? You know, because when you're under Coach Dante, magical things happen, and now you're that's, under Tom that's Cable. That's true. Yeah, yeah, it's it's truly like going from a, a Rolls Royce to a Pinto. It, it yeah. really is. Yeah. So basically, I think they're going to be passing a lot. They're going to be down by at least two <laughs> scores at halftime, and I think they're going to be coming out slinging because John Gruden is going to want to prove that he doesn't lose or that he is gutsy or some He's weird narrative like Super, that. Super Bowl winning coach, man. <laughs> Oh, I won the Super Bowl with a roster that I didn't really put. Tony Dungy's team. Yay. And I played I played my team. Yeah, right. In the Super Bowl. I'm a great coach. I beat my old offensive coordinator in a game. <laughs> Kiss Bill Belichick's rings, you chucky looking bastard. Yeah. All right. Uh, Thanks for Khalil Mack, though. Now, speaking of throwing a lot, let's move on to wide receivers. Uh, I'm going to tell you guys to start uh, who but John Ross. Let it ride, baby. Oh man, that is no, that is truly like dice roll city. Oh no, no. So I'm saying <laughs> let it ride, baby. So I'm totally prepared for this to be my whiff pick next week. But I honestly think this kid has found an offense that puts him in a role that suits him best to his strength, uh, strengths under Coach Zach Taylor. Uh, so yeah, no, I'm going with John Ross. I think again, the word of the night is volume. I think Andy Dalton's going to feed this kid, and I think and Andy Dalton has a pretty good arm. It's been one of the things that he can boast uh, throughout his career. I think he stretches the field. He, he with did, this guy. particularly with Joe Mixon out. I mean, like they're going to be they're going to be throwing that ball because like their running back situation is a mess. Because Gio Bernard is not big enough to be a, a top back, and their other uh, running backs are a rookie whose name I'm forgetting. Went to A and M and Sam J P Ryan. Take, yeah, take. Rex Burkhead back Cincinnati. I can I hate Rex Burkhead. All he does is take looks and targets away from James White and Sony Michelle, and they can do so much uh, more than him. And plus, we have Damian Harris. I cannot. Yeah, I, I don't know what he's doing. I hate 
Rex Burkhead, and, and don't if they on the Patriots. And if they liked Burkhead so much, then why the hell would they take David Harris in the third round? Exactly. And you know, here's the thing. I like. I, I don't want to say this and make make it say. I don't know what Rex Burkhead is like at all in real life. He could be a very nice Wait. human being and deserve a job. I don't want him on the Patriots for my own weird intrinsic reasons. You hate white running backs. He's not Woodhead. That's the problem, right? <laughs> He's not Daddy. You'll never beat Daddy. Exactly. And Woodhead, <laughs> who definitely played his best football with the Patriots. It's true. He definitely wasn't better with the Chargers or anything like that. Yeah, he was serviceable with the Chargers. He was better with the Chargers than he was the Patriots, to be honest with you. So, Chris, uh, you're gonna, you might have to help me out with the pr- pronunciation of this last name. Is it DJ Shark? DJ DJ Shark. Shark. DJ Shark. DJ Shark. All right. So I'm going to tell you guys to sit DJ Shark. So he put up some impressive <laughs> numbers. <laughs> so, you know, that's the DJ Shark made me laugh. Yeah. Well, but, no, but here's the thing. There's always those people that gut reaction. Somebody has a pretty good game, you know, that they're like, I'm going to put this guy in. He's not going to be one of those guys that's going to catch fire every single week. I think he's going to have some good games. I don't think this is going to be his last good game of the season, but especially until this quarterback situation gets worked out and, and Minshew gets some more reps with the first-team offense. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, he, he's, not, he's not going to be a big look outside of you know some deep flex leagues. So, no, particularly since Chark was a deep threat anyways, and he caught his touchdown from Nick Foles, so that, that that's uh, not great. So his stat yeah. line was inflated last week because he caught a very long touchdown from Nick Foles. So. It, exactly. But – don't don't rule him out for your bench. You know, keep an eye on him. I'm not. I'm no. Not, yeah. No, and he was like George said. He was not a guy that caught really caught fire on the waiver wire this week. But no. he will be interesting to watch because he he has a lot of raw talent there. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, what are you thinking about the about the ball catches there? All right. So st- starting um, Amari Cooper against the Redskins. I mean, the Eagles receivers, particularly Deshaun Jackson, who was at kind of was kind of honestly kind of their number one last week with all Sean had a pretty good game too. But I think that Cooper, I mean Prescott and Cooper were clicking last week. Obviously the Redskins secondary is a disaster. So I think Amari I think I think uh, Rain is gonna ta- uh, target Amari early and often on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Now who are you uh, telling to keep on the bench? Now this this was um th- this was not actually this is the easiest decision I had all week. Robbie Anderson because I read something today that was very alarming. Obviously, Anderson was not involved at all. It was partially a Tredavious White problem against the Bills last Sunday. But Adam Gase ripped him publicly. That's what I love about Adam Gase. Great guy. Really, he's like Hugh Jackson in the way that he calls uh, – the way I know, I, I know, I know. Crazy eyes, smelling salts, Gase. Um, he's, no, he's a, I don't think he's a terrible offensive line, but I think he's horrible with players. I don't think he should be leading a team. But that's – Beside the well, that's not really beside the point because he's publicly called out Robbie Anderson, and I think that he then he traded for Javarius Thomas. So I think he's and Robbie Anderson is literally in the last year of his contract. Mm-hmm. Everybody else, like Jameson Crowder, was just brought in. He's also um, had maturity issues and confidence issues in the past. Yes, but. and Anderson, but Anderson again, he's a very raw player, and I think he also has the um, disadvantage of going against Denzel Ward, who just he'll probably see a lot of Denzel Ward, who just shut down Corey Davis, who is uh, I think is I think is a comparable talent, maybe a little bit worse than Anderson. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it's just not a healthy situation. I think I, I would avoid Robbie Anderson like the plague. Mm-hmm. Like the plague, we like that on this show. That saying the plague guys is pretty good. Oh yeah, the plague is something that you definitely want to avoid in most instances, unless it's the fun plague. Yeah, there's always the fun. And you want to hop in on the fun plague. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, all right, all right. Well, let's talk. Let's talk about our big guys now. Tight ends, Chris. All right. Sorry, I just talked about the waiver wire here. pickups. Darren Waller, because as Liam said, I think the, I think the, the Chiefs are going to dust the Raiders, and who who I think their top pass catching option is Darren Waller. So I think Waller has a chance. Jared Cook got 100 yards, 
and a touchdown in uh, the game in Oakland last year against Kansas City. Why can't Waller do something similar? No, why not, man? And also, like, like again, John Gruden loves tight ends, and John Gruden loves to play the John Gruden football game. He, he loves does. To have, yeah. He does more than anybody. I think it was there was a Madden where where uh, I remember it was Collinsworth or Phil Sims was the commentator at the time. They wouldn't stop talking about tight ends, and it was hysterical. I think it was Phil Sims. So yes, not no. It was literally just nonstop. Like oh man, tight ends. But it, was, it, it sounded like it was almost like almost like a sexualized manner. So I think Gruden <laughs> feels similarly as as Collinsworth or Madden, Sims did in that video game. As long as there been there's been Madden with commentary, there's always been subtle sexual references. Old John loved subtle? it himself. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not so subtle. Lots of guys waiting to tackle. I mean, granted, granted, I think that I think that sports gotta find the hole. Yeah, exactly. I think football in particular. I mean, I think all sports there are a lot of uh, double entendres and not so subtle sexual references. I think football has happens to be the worst. Yeah, you know, everybody turns <laughs> into an eight year old when they have. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of talk about penetration and the like. It's yes, yeah, not not good, mm-hmm. not fun. But uh, anyway, right. sit him. Um, T.J. Hawkinson. I love TJ Hawkinson. I like truly, I love him. I think he's the best tight end prospect in a very long time. However, I think we need to pump the brakes for a second. He is a rookie, and I think, and the Chargers are a tough secondary. So, again, this is the guy I wouldn't be surprised me if he, if I, this will be my idiot pick of the week next week. This will be my crap bag pick. But I just, Hawkinson, I think we'll just have a mediocre game on Sunday. I think the Chargers right. will throw Desmond King at him or somebody to slow him down. Here's another direct headbutt, I guess, between me and Chris, because I'm telling you people to start TJ Hawkinson. Like Chris said, uh, the Chargers have a very tough defense, but what I'm most worried about is Engram and Bosa coming in from the outside. I think Matthew Stafford is going to want to uh, to be able to dump off uh, to his tight end, and that's going to be Hawkinson. Plus, Matt Patricia desperately wants to create a uh, a New England Midwest. Um, And and so he he thinks he's found his Gronk, and he's going to ride that pony. He he, he, I'm he, like, he I'm, I would be the biggest jockey I've as, ever seen. Exactly. I won't go as far as Gronk, but I mean Hawkins said, I mean the potential. I mean he was he I think he did he lead the team targets last week? He either oh, he either led the he either led the team or was tied with with tied with with uh Galladay. But he was definitely he was the leading receiver, I know that, but I'm just saying target wise, like they got him they got him involved a ton, which was which was I mean like I like I liked I was very optimistic about him, but good lord, I didn't expect that kind of explosion for week one. Mm-hmm. All right. So for for Sidham. Uh, this guy, you should be sitting a lot this season. I don't see a lot of uh, you know stealing for production, especially at this stage in his career. And that's Jimmy Graham for the uh, Green Bay Packers. Plus, this Vikings defense looks pretty mean. I expect them to keep Aaron Rodgers pretty frustrated. But, but dude, he got a touchdown on our Bears backup safety last week. Oh yeah, man. You know, well that that exactly. There, there's Bush. always those that that false hype that false hope that these big splash plays give people but guess what those splash plays only result in like you know four or five points you know in in the long run in in the long run that's just nothing jimmy graham is also jimmy graham is very old and very injury pro so yeah Yeah. i i I agree with you entirely totally all right moving on to flex uh flex options um i'm gonna tell you people to start duke johnson jr in the Flex. Uh, the aforementioned Jaguars defense, it's going to force a lot of checkdowns from Watson to his new running back. I think Duke Johnson starts to pick up this offense a little bit more, and he uh, has a pretty good week for the uh, Texans. There. He, he looked he looked like he picked it up pretty quickly, man. And he was he was he was strong against the Orleans. He didn't get a t- he didn't get a ton of ton of touches, but he looked good when he got the ball. Mm-hmm. Carlos Hyde looked pretty good too. I was stunned at how <laughs> explosive Hyde looked. I mean, I thought this guy, like, from all the camps, I mean, obviously he was terrible last year with the Jaguars when he, once he got traded there. And I had heard all this buzz at a Chiefs camp that, like, he was, like, literally looking he, he needed to retire. 
So mm-hmm. I was flabbergasted at how well he played the other night. Well, the thing is, he was doing well in Cleveland before he got traded to the Jaguars. Like, I think he's one of those guys who it's truly all about the system and what kind of situations that you put that, that you put him in. He's obviously very strong. He's obviously a pretty athletic guy. And I think Bill O'Brien, uh, while he's had some inconsistencies with running backs over the years, just as much as he's had inconsistencies with running with uh, quarterbacks, you know, you know, outside outside of Lamar Miller, like barely any depth on that Texans roster the last couple no, of years he, at running back. He's had hard, kind of a hard time replacing yeah. Arian Foster. But, but at the same time, he can be an innovative mind, and there's certain guys that he just knows how to use, DeAndre Hopkins being one of those. Yeah, Kenny Stills not one of them. Yeah, but hey, no, man, <laughs> we'll see. Some, sometimes we'll, it some tweaking. Well, maybe, maybe he learned at the end of the game when he said, like, you know what, maybe we shouldn't do, like, shovel passes to Kenny Stills, like, known deep threat. And you know what happened mm-hmm. when he went deep? He got a friggin' touchdown. Yeah. So, yes. Amen. There's those like four or five points that I'm telling you about. Um, I'm going to tell you people to sit Paris Campbell. Um, I don't know why you'd you'd ever start. Why would Paris Campbell be on your team? I, I don't know, Meg, because uh, we, we were like three minutes until we were supposed to air, and I was just like, yeah, That's fuck. fine. I, I, I yeah. feel you. I feel you. Hey, hey, good chance, but good chance you'll be right. He yeah, probably but, won't be uh, like playing I mean, this week. Yeah, but no, exactly. But at the same time, you know, it's also worth like saying he was a really big offseason hype bunny, and I think that, that yeah, that that offseason hype is pretty gone. There's definitely a chance he could work himself in later in the season as a slot receiver. Um, and you know, there's always those rookies that I think come through uh, later in the season as opposed to earlier in the season after they become a little bit more comfortable. And I think they cut they might use him as a little bit of a uh, like you know a hitch in the defense's game plan because yeah. you know because he won't be a consistent presence. So therefore, there's not going to be a lot of tape on the ways they use him i agree i mean like obviously he's more he's kind of a he's essentially even though he plays receiver he's essentially a pass catching running back and i think that if marlon mack continues to struggle passes and let's say that Keem hines gets hurt who's their pass catching back then campbell could be could, could get a lot more involved in the offense but mm-hmm. I, that's the only way i see him really contributing this season all right what do you think about that now chris all right flex starter uh john brown um so last week the michael gallup absolutely murdered the redskins with the deep ball I mean, he was he caught all eight of his targets, got over 160 yards. I think Brown, who had a great debut with the Bills, I think him and I think Josh Allen obviously is a gunslinger and he throws throw the ball deep. And I think John Brown, the Redskins, I mean, they were absolutely atrocious against the uh, sorry, the Giants. My bad, my bad. The Giants, the Giants were absolutely atrocious against the deep ball last week. So Wrong speaking tonight. I know, I know. Wrong NFC East team. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but yes, I think that John Brown will absolutely destroy the Giants secondary this week. No, yes. I, I, so, absolutely. He, no, he, he's always been a good deep threat, and plus that offense yes. needs weapons. He is so built. Like when he saw, when he signed there in the offseason, I'm like, this is perfect for Josh Allen. Like, I mean, Cole, Be- a, Cole Beasley, though. I, Cole Beasley has good I, chemistry I, with him, too. Yeah. No, I, I, Allen, I think he's going to have a big year, especially in the slot when Josh Allen's going to be looking for a quick dump. No, up. and obviously Allen made a lot of stupid Josh Allen plays, but I think I don't think his game was nearly as bad as the stat line indicated with the four turnovers. Is draft Josh Allen still going uh, Still going on, that .com? I would imagine. I would yeah. imagine. He is tall and looks good in shorts. Absolutely. So as long as that remains to be the case, I believe the website will still be operational. But <laughs> by sit we've been doing a lot of talk about my – I mean, my personal new favorite quarterback, Gardner Minshew. But uh, in the interim, since we don't know who he is, I'm going to say don't play any Jaguars receivers. So even though I do love the guy, D.D. Westbrook. I mean, he didn't – he did get a touchdown with Minshew under center last week, but – and he does have a higher upside than Sage Shark because he's uh, he's more of the slot guy. He, he he'll catch a lot of sh- short passes, but 
we don't know what Minshew is, and even though the Texans secondary isn't the greatest, I just I just can't recommend starting anybody with the unknown that is Gardner Minshew because we saw him in nothing exclusively garbage time last week. So we'll see what happens in a real game. God, I hope he succeeds for the sake of the internet because boy, this this kid is a delight. And I want to see him do. I want to see him kill shit. I, I want to see the memes, baby. Exactly. I already. I mean, I already. I already. Listen. I. I rebranded my fantasy team name because it may. It may or may not have been named after a guy that was just accused of uh, sexual assault. So I decided to. I. I decided to rename my team in honor of Gardner Minshew. So hopefully, um, he does not have any horrible, horrible off-field baggage because I can't. I. My heart would break. Lose. Like I've just recent. I fall. I've been in love with Gardner Minshew for like forty-eight hours. So I can't have this. I can't have this blow up my face. All right, uh, moving on to the most important position on some people's fantasy rosters, the position that can make or break your week. Hunter! Kicker. Yeah, exactly. It's not even exactly. there. It's so, it's so make or break that's not even there. Exactly. Chris, tell us about the legs. Tell us about the All right. Kickers. All right. Well, he, he showed out on Monday night, so let's keep that train going. Will Lutz. Dingers. 50, 60-yard dingers. Let's make it happen in, in L.A. on Sunday. <laughs> And, and that- sit him, Mason Crosby. Obviously, he got he only had one chance against the Bears last week, and he's facing another tough defense this week. So not 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 a lot. Of, I think there's gonna be a lot of punts, a lot, a lot of punt team action. So I, I don't think Mason, Mason Crosby. I don't think is gonna be kicking the diggers this week. All right, uh, I'm gonna tell you guys to start Stephen Hoshka for the Buffalo Bills. I expect Big Blue to roll over and die, but Allen will eventually kill enough drives on his own to force a few field goals. That's always a given hey, in any game that he's hey, playing. And you can't kill a drive when you're not turning the ball over. Exactly. Hey, that's you're Josh Allen. There, kid. Exactly. I'm gonna tell you guys to sit Adam Vinatieri. There's Boy, nothing more. <laughs> There's nothing more dangerous than a kicker who might be on the out the outset of confidence issues, and that could very well be something that might affect Adam this late in his career, especially facing the troubles that he is. I mean, he is a total pro. It wouldn't surprise me if he comes through this and has a great season. But yeah, but he he had a rough he had a rough playoff run. I mean, he had a really rough divisional round game against the Chiefs. I think it finally might be over for Terry. I will say, I don't. I mean, how many people expected um, of all the guys on the Colts to underperform and cost them the game last week to, to be Adam Vinatieri? Yeah. Seven points he cost them. That's yeah. a full touchdown, and that's and the win right there. They exactly. lost by six. Exactly. Yeah, Jacoby, definitely not feeling good about that. Although Jacoby's a total team player. so I, I He is, but Brissett, Brissett looked good. Marlon Mack looked good. And then um, Hilton looked good. And then Marlon Mack. Mack was almost my whiff of the week. He, yeah. The Browns defense didn't, you know, be so bad. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I would have I picked Marlon Mack for you personally because the guy, was he was a, such a force. But, mm-hmm. hey, whatever, Mets, it's, it's, your, it's your call. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell you what to think. That's just mean <laughs> and irresponsible and stupid. Yeah. Well, guess what? I'm gonna tell the people watching and listening to this podcast what to think when I talk about defenses next uh-huh. week or, or this week. I guess uh-huh. you, uh, I should say it I'm gonna tell you guys to start the Patriots against the Dolphins because, I mean, if I have to explain this, why are you even watching this podcast? You clearly don't know a lot about football. Uh, that's, that's not very nice. Yeah. Oh, well. But uh, yeah, no. So the, the Dolphins, barely any offense. We're not entirely sure who's going to be starting at quarterback. Next Ryan week. Fitzpatrick. Oh, we're very sure. Oh, oh, it's Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick. Oh, yeah. Flores confirmed we're, it after the game. We're rolling week. with the beard, baby. All right. So exactly. Fitzmagic, Fitz uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, straight out of Harvard, get a kid. Uh, he's definitely going to be good for at least two interceptions. The only thing is, though, he's always prone to have a good game of throwing deep shots. So look for him to maybe 
get you know one or, one or two good plays down the field, may, tops out at two touchdowns. But don't worry, there's going to be a turnover at some point in the game by way of Fitzmagic. Uh, as for uh, Sidham, the Rams don't bet against Drew Brees and Michael Thomas. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm also starting both of those players, so I'm really, I'm, really hoping. I'm sitting the Rams defense. In fact, yeah. I picked up the Panthers defense as a streamer this week because I, 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 again, there's very few teams that I don't feel comfortable starting a defense against. The Saints are one of them, particularly with with the, with this being their first matchup since that disastrous NFC Championship game finish. I think the Saints are going to roll on Sunday. So who <laughs> that? Not 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 playing the Rams defense this week. So yes, for me, I uh, this is gonna be a huge shocker. Liam and I agree as a starting defense for the Patriots, even with the uh, uh, the horrors and wacky shit that tends to happen when the Patriots travel to Miami. I don't expect that to happen this week. The Patriots defense uh, looked absolutely horrifying on Sunday, and the Dolphins. We, we really went on a limb with these with these defenses. The Dolphins are a set, are. I'm not even confident if they're a junior college team. They might be a high school team, and um, high school kids going against Stephon Gilmore and Michael Bennett. Could and, the North uh, Hightower beat the Dolphins? Maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, uh, with a guy uh, with defense that much talent going against the Dol- against the Dolphins' offense is very scary to me. And Sidham, uh, they were my start of last week, and again, this is not a vengeance pick. Uh, but the Eagles against the Falcons is just, I think that game is going to be a shootout. And Philly did not have a good showing in Week One against a far with an offense with far less weaponry on it. So I'm not touching the Eagles' defense until they prove they can shut somebody down. And I don't think it's going to be this week in the dome. All right. Wow, so it is 8:30 Eastern Standard Time. Chris, we are pretty much on time. Can you believe yeah, that? I, I'm pretty I'm pretty impressed. Yeah, all right. We're, we're tightening so, things up. So uh any any final thoughts? Uh, my final yes. thought is uh Antonio, no. But other yeah. than that, so uh yeah. Uh, yeah, I just have a quick thought. I am I am not commenting on the Antonio Brown matter because I'm just not bringing that fucking I mean again, it's it, it's an ongoing thing and I don't want to I mean, I'm not saying shit about it. Because I don't yep. know fucking anything, and I'm not not touching that with a ten foot pole. Yeah. Um, what I will talk about is it's week it's week two, kids. Don't panic. If you if, if week one didn't go well, don't start throwing crap at the wall. Don't start making weird trades and just dropping your whole team. If somebody lets that like 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 take a breath. I know it's hard because you because if you ever uh, if you have to a rough start, if you have a rough couple weeks, it's really hard to bounce back. But don't set the alarms up if you have for another couple weeks. Just take a breath. Hope for better things this week. Don't make any drastic moves. Trust the draft. I had, yes, for now, like I, for example, Hunter Henry was on one of my teams. He got hurt. I had a friend text me pretty much within 10 minutes of the announcement coming out saying, hey, you looking for some tight end help? My backup is Trey Burton, who might not play on Sunday. And I said, maybe, shoot me an offer. He tried to trade me Vernon Davis for Chris Godwin because he (laughs) thought I'd be so panicked about my tight end injury. I've... I don't think I've ever hit a reject button on a trade quicker. So <laughs> don't Dave. make rash decisions. I know I was a goblin. I drafted him in the fourth. I drafted Goblin in the fourth round, and he scored last week. He was the only Tampa like player that did okay in fantasy last week. The only why, Tampa offensive player. Why does your player. friend even have Vernon Davis on his roster? He literally picked him up. I think he picked him up just to try to like box me into a trade because he literally dropped his backup quarterback for that to make that move. Wow. I was like, dude, what do you and Vernon and Jordan Reed is it, it might get out of the concussion protocol this week. So yes, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Don't make any rash decisions. It's only week one, and that's my message for the people. Good luck in week two. All right. Well, if there's nothing else, then <clears throat> excuse me. 
Then I'd like to say to you folks listening to this episode of Earful of Fantasy, remember you can watch us every Wednesday night at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time here on Facebook or every Thursday morning via your favorite podcast provider. Speaking of podcast providers, make sure you use it to subscribe to Earful of Fantasy in whatever the provider may be, as the show will only be listed on Earful of Dirt's normal feed for another week or two. Yes, the, while del- you're at the deleted it, orange one. That, yeah. That's the best one. <laughs> the deleted orange one. While you're at it, make sure to give us a like on Facebook where you can have the most direct interaction with me and Chris or on Twitter at EO Fantasy. Thank you, folks. And may the fantasy gods be ever in your favor unless you're playing us. Bye! Au revoir, kids. Au revoir. You've been listening to Earful of Fantasy on the Earful of Sports Media Network. Be sure to tune in next week. We're live each Wednesday night on Facebook and available every Thursday morning from your favorite podcast service. Support the show for free stuff and an on-air shout-out at patreon.com slash earful. And be sure to hit us up throughout the week on Twitter at EOFantasy. Until next time, check those trades and watch them stats.